highlighting the science naturally found in agriculture, and being intentional in the teacher professional development we attend. Science efficacy of agriculture teachers. That's today's topic on Owl Pellets. Welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Nathan Connor from University of Nebraska-Lincoln, thanks for joining us on Alpellas today. Thanks for having me. All right, Nathan, as we get started here, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do there in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska, and then lead us into what we're going to be talking about today. Well, at the University of Nebraska, I'm associate professor in agriculture education. So I work with our students that want to be future high school and middle school agriculture teachers. And I taught high school agriculture outside of Atlanta, Georgia for several years, many years ago now. <laughs> it, it happens. It sneaks up on you. It does. Like, oh, it just happened. And then all of a sudden you end up with this number really close to over to 20-ish or 5-ish. Or... Well, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm nearing easy now. <laughs> some, some, some people may be closer to 30 than they are to 20 years out from doing some of that kind of stuff. This is true. <laughs> it happens true. very quickly. It's, it's kind of like what they say with, with raising children, the, the nights are long with the years are short or something like that. The days are long. So it's kind of that way too. you like the days are long, but the years somehow are really short and pile up. All right, now, th- this little uh, run down nostalgia lane was free of charge. Won't cost anybody extra for that one. No sponsorship for that today. <laughs> <laughs> so what, so what, we gonna be, uh, what are we going to be talking about today, uh, Nathan? So today we're going to talk about the science efficacy of agriculture teachers. So basically, we did a study that looked at how confident that are how confident are agriculture teachers to teach science in their classrooms? So I think that's important. We, we use the word self-efficacy a lot because, you know, it's like a 14-point word in Scrabble, I'm sure of it. Uh, it impresses our mother-in-laws when we can say fancy words like that. So tell us, go, go over again, you explain a little bit there, but what do we mean by self-efficacy when, when we're talking about what that is for teachers? Yeah, I think to try to put it simply, does the teacher or do you think you are able to teach science concepts? There you go. We can Very use good. fancy language around it, but do you think you can teach science? That's, that's it. That's what it's boiled down to. Learn those big fancy words to, to impress people. So you've got a bunch of teachers, and I think you went through there. You, you did some outstanding professional development with them. We had an earlier podcast about that professional development and how how uh, outstanding job you guys did in framing that. If you if folks out there didn't listen to that podcast yet, I encourage you to go back to learn about how to organize a, a PD. It, it was a great example there. So, but for this particular thing, what did your teachers uh, come up with when with their belief on their ability to teach science? Well, what we found was that our teachers felt pretty comfortable on their ability to teach science and their ability to assess what their students learned from the science they taught in their classroom. They started off that way before our professional development. 
And then we found after the professional development, their self-efficacy or their confidence to teach science did increase slightly. It went up a little bit. It wasn't major. Um, there's still more work to be done in that area. But they started off in the middle and fairly strong with their ability to teach science. So related to that, I think, Nathan, talk to us a little bit, and, and we, we know a little bit about the, the actual PD or, uh, organization, but what was kind of the objectives? What did, what did you want to accomplish as a result of the PD that you um, were studying as part of this? We wanted the teacher to feel more confident to teach science concepts in their classroom after the PD compared to before the PD. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and they did. So I think a great thing to remember for, for ag teachers out there, we talk a lot about these science concepts. Sometimes we talk about STEM concepts, but honestly, when we say STEM, most times we mean just science. And I think it's important to note here, it's about teaching the science that's already in the course. It's not trying to shove a bunch of other stuff. You know, you're like, oh, I already got too much to teach. It's just kind of helping um, highlight the science that's there. And a, a big part of that and that confidence in, in, you know, when we're trying to communicate that with teachers around us is the language of science. We use a lot of this. We're teaching a lot of the same concepts, but call them by different names. And so I think Hopefully, as teachers build their confidence level up, or they're willing to go have conversations with their science teachers and make sure they're called the same thing so that students can help make the connections from what they learn in ag and what they learn in their biology classes, we may be calling it the same thing. So I think that's great that you really encourage the teachers to highlight the science that was found in our agricultural content. And it is highlighting the science. Our teachers, when talking to them, they would tell us that they're already teaching the science. They just never realized they could go a little deeper or a little more or use agriculture as a context for it. Yeah. I think it also goes to being intentional with it. Uh, I think quite often uh, we think about the agricultural concepts and we want to focus on the ag and, and don't necessarily think about those connections, which you were talking about, and just being aware and intentional in, in how we develop those uh, science concepts and bring those in and, and highlight those for students so that they can see those connections, I think is an important element and piece as well. So um, as a result of some of the findings that you talked about, what were, what were some of the take-home messages and what, what kind of recommendations would you have to ag teachers as a result of, of the findings of this study? The first thing I would like to do is challenge ag teachers to learn science concepts that you are unfamiliar with. Identify some concepts that naturally fit into what you're already teaching, but stretch yourself. Go beyond what you are already doing, but make sure it naturally fits to what you're teaching and learn about it and then use it in your classroom. Very cool. Going out there and... You know, I, I think that's one of our challenges. We, we go back and here in Florida, just a, you know, last year, last fall, we did a needs assessment for our ag teachers to help us design what professional development to have. And teachers so often, we, we say we want professional development on things we already feel comfortable in. Well, I want more of the stuff. We don't want to go sometimes to the, to the areas that we might not feel as comfortable and confident in. And that's we just going to have uh, that confidence in ourselves and say, it's okay to keep learning things, you know, and it's, it's okay to learn the new stuff. And yeah, we probably know a lot about this other topic because we enjoy it. But I, I like this recommendation you've got to go ahead and challenge ourselves as teachers to learn those new things and don't be afraid to, to still be to still be that student and to learn with them. Yeah, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And over time, you'll become comfortable with that content that you originally were not. Yeah, certainly. If we're self-reflective and we are honest with ourselves, I think we can certainly find those gaps in our knowledge base that uh, we really could stretch ourselves and, and work to become uh, better teachers in the classroom, for, for sure. Well, and it goes back to, I mean, and again, I was super guilty of this, probably still am when I talk with the professional development we go to. We end up going to the ones with our friends rather than going to the ones there, you know, to, to, that we really need to go to. And so um, the other word I hear now is, you know, being intentional with our professional development and looking at the needs we have and the curriculum we're trying to teach and learn, learn those new skills and really and, and see that PD for what it is. It's an investment. You're investing your time, our most valuable resource. So make sure we're challenging ourselves to learn those new skill sets. So that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Another takeaway or challenge I have for teachers is to take that the new science concepts that you learn and design learning activities from those new science concepts. So this will force you to integrate your new knowledge and skill into your classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another great opportunity there because you got to you got to practice what you do or you're going to lose it. So mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly the get that uh, new knowledge uh, I- embedded and understood and be able to uh, work that into a, a new activity for students certainly would be a, a good strategy to make sure that that happens. And, and to go back and to promote folks to go back and listen to the other podcast we did, I think that was one of the great features of this professional development program you all designed was teachers, they learned the, 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 the skills and, and stuff at the workshop session, but then had these Zoom meetings throughout the year. They keep talking about how it went. And I think that's so important. Again, in my career, I've had way too many binders and notebooks that I got from professional development that when I got back home, just sat on the shelf. Um, I didn't actually try to you know, implement those particular things. And so find ways to even make yourself accountable to other folks to try to take that activities and the, the things you learn in that professional development and actually use them. You invested in the time, might as well see how it works. And so I think that's really, really cool to, 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 to tinker a little bit with your classes and try these new things that you learned. And another thing I would suggest is then to develop learning assessments based on those new concepts that you integrated. And if your students aren't learning or meeting the learning outcomes that you set, go back to that learning activity and tweak it, adjust it, modify it, or change it completely. Mm-hmm. And use some trial and error till you figure out what works best for your students. Yeah, yeah certainly. I think that that's some great advice. Um, you know, we're kind of coming full circle and you're connecting all the dots between, you know, challenging to learn something new and practicing it. And also, you know, if we're going to experiment in the classroom, which we have to um, do uh, find new activities and, and ways engaging students, making sure that we assess it in, and uh, tweaking those assessments and tweaking our our teaching strategies and methods based upon uh, those assessments and, and what we've learned are highly important and, and very valuable and certainly lead to this whole idea of, of teacher confidence and teacher uh, self-efficacy that you're uh, uh, talking about in this study. So I think that's highly important. Well, I think it's also a chance to help with, with teachers to share and collaborate with each other. I just thought of this. I can remember one, one workshop where I probably did the best job of actually using the stuff and, and implementing it in my school a couple of other teachers and I, we, we all took turns and, and designed different assessments and shared them among us. 
And then I, once I had the assessments in hand, then I almost felt guilty and I went ahead and, and made sure I implemented the, the material to do that. And it was really, really good. And so it really, I think there's three of us, maybe if I'm remembering right. So I, I wrote one assessment and got two other ones for free. So it was a three for one kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Already had all the curriculum. And so that may be a way, you know, for, for teachers, when you're talking about this, how to, to lighten your load a little bit, work with other teachers that go to some of these sessions. And, and these were, this, I mean, these weren't state standardized tests or anything like that, but they were just formative assessments, a little into the chapter, a little into the end, little things that we did that really helped make sure that we implemented the new ideas and, and really helped us make sure I, do, I did a better job of assessment rather than I was able to focus on writing one good assessment rather than three not as good assessments to do it. So that may be a way for teachers to collaborate. Absolutely. And I think that could happen both uh, formally and informally. So, um, Brian, you're probably before your time, but, uh, you know, professional learning communities and and uh, structures like that, whether you, you do those as part of a formal structure through the Ag Teachers Association or the local school district or the district, or if you do that informally with uh, some colleagues that you have developing those uh, uh, learning communities where you can um, develop these types of uh, skill sets is certainly a good strategy to consider. But well, we had passenger pigeons that carried the stuff, the stone, the stone tablets back and forth back when mm-hmm. we did that. So it was, it was pretty good. A little slow, but it worked. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I, I really appreciate it. I think you got some good points from this study. It goes back and shows that investing in areas that maybe challenge us a little bit as teachers, we can continue to grow regardless of where we are in our careers. And so always be looking and assessing from there, putting those things into practice and then making sure that we develop ways to assess the learning for our students, seeing how well we are to, to try these things out. I think it's some great, a great uh, ideas here for, for folks. And uh, the study was really, really good. And again, build off a great professional development model. And it actually shows that it works. Even when people come in with this high level already, they can still learn more um, to make things go from there. So, Nathan, thanks for being with us today. Uh, Really do appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. There'll be all kinds of resources out there on uh, Facebook and the website. Uh, Look look for things in the infographic as well. A lot of other resources there in the resource roundup. I look forward to uh, seeing everybody engage in their comments online as they do that. And so for the entire Alpellis gang, Nathan Connor, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Alpellis. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Alpellis on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It'd also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.